Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode of the HR Chat Show, we're going to consider employee rewards, change management, and the employee experience. Our guest today is Matt Pavlich. Matt recently joined Normandin Beaudry as a principal in its Toronto office. Matt has more than 20 years of experience in total rewards consulting and specializes in workforce communication and change management. He has worked with employers of all sizes across the private, power public and public sectors by supporting organizations with change, communication and employee experience strategies. Matt helps organizations achieve business and HR objectives. He translates complexity into user friendly communication that drives understanding, alignment, engagement and action. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Bill. It's great to be here. So, Matt, beyond my wee introduction there, please tell our listeners all about yourself. Tell, tell them about your career history and your new role at Normandin Beaudry. I've been in the HR space for, for more than 20 years. Actually, it's 24 years to be exact. I, I started uh, way back when as a, uh, as a community journalist and then as a healthcare journalist and, and then somebody from you know, one of our competitors uh, and my employer for 24 years. Mercer, somebody uh, contacted me and said, hey, hey, kid, you can write, right? And, and you write about healthcare? And, and I said, sure. And, and well, I, I went, uh, I joined, uh, I left uh, healthcare journalism and went to Mercer, started as a writer and then worked through and eventually became a, a consultant and, and a national resource uh, consulting to, to clients in, in every sector and across the country. And I also did some international consulting working in in uh, Bermuda the Bahamas and Australia and in the US so i uh, i help employers communicate with their employees about pensions benefits compensation uh well-being and uh, often get involved uh, when there's a merger or an acquisition or some type of corporate change involved i i came over to uh and be this uh, this summer and i'm really excited to be part of this team i I love the, um, the, the the dedication to to expertise and the total awards mindset, and to um, to really being a third party advisor without without conflict and and things like that. So I'm really happy to be at, uh, at NB, essentially doing a lot of the same things, but with but with renewed energy and uh, and working with a very creative uh, communication team that's dedicated to to a need, uh, looking at employee needs, using that lens on, on communication, look, using the total rewards lens, and, and also with a real, it's, hey, it's 2019, um, saying a lot less and, and showing a lot more. So we have a dedication to a lot more visual communication as well. Awesome. Thank you very much. So regular listeners of the show will be familiar with Nomadin Baudry as we've done a couple of interviews with your colleague Manny Campioni in in the, in the past in the recent past and uh, uh, I'm, I'm privileged to uh, to know Manny and uh, he and I have had many meetings together and uh, and Innovate Work the HR Gazette uh, organizers Innovate Work are supporting an event that you guys have coming up uh, as we record this next week it's on uh, October 
10th and we'll get into that a little bit more but um before we get into some hard-hitting questions here matt I, I, i'd love to hear from you what, why why join nomadin Baudry? What, what what appealed to you uh, i mean i i've got a sense of it from, from coming to your office a few times i love the energy and and manny's a, a great person to work with but but from your side uh, what, what, why join mb well, Manny was a big part of my my desire to join NB. Actually, it really was the people. I have a lot of respect for my old team and and my old firm. Um, but my old firm is is you know focused on on commodity and, and profitability in a way uh, that we aren't here at NB. I mean, we're in business of, for sure, but we really work to work with our clients uh, to come up with solutions. We we don't shill product. Um, and we really customize our, our solutions for each each client. Of course, using our our history and our intellectual capital and, and best practices. Uh, but it's it's really clean, uh, beautiful third party advisory services. Thank you. So now let's get into the hard hitting questions because that's what we're here for today. Firstly, uh, what should employers be doing about pay transparency? Uh, you know, uh, Bill, there's been a lot of talk about pay transparency uh, with the change in, in government here in Ontario. Um, it, they stalled the implementation of pay transparency uh, legislation and uh, no other province has it. But, you know, on some level it's happening anyway. Um, you know, the culture is, is really changing. Uh, many people uh, tell each other how much they make now and perhaps killing pay secrecy or, or, or salary secrecy. You know, uh, I, my dad taught me that this is a huge taboo and his, his, his uh, lesson really stuck with me. So, you know, the thought of sharing my salary with, with uh, friends and family and, or other colleagues makes me shudder, but it's happening. Um, so it's really time for employers to kind of step up and inform the discussions, <coughs> excuse me, by being more transparent. Uh, about pay um, uh, and being transparent about pay does help with gender pay gaps uh, you know it helps with ensuring and understanding how pay is set and, and how it may grow and it also ensures a better uh, perception uh, of fairness so I, you know I think that employers need to well first get their house in order and, and ensure that their salary structures and and compensation philosophy and and everything is kind of locked down uh, but then in terms of communication they really got to get those messages out on how their pay is determined uh, let people know what their pay opportunity is and and then in turn um, anchor that in, in the sense of fairness and, and things like that so um, you know, I heard of an organization recently that um, that uh, published all of its <laughs> uh, salary information on an internet site without any context and and things like this. So it's not just about making the information uh, available, but it, it's also about um, providing the appropriate. Uh, oh yeah, and what happened in that situation was that employees basically. Uh, believe the information to be fake. <laughs> so, um, so one of the the keys there is is to get managers involved, to get managers uh, more comfortable uh, about talking about pay and and, and about uh, the fairness of pay and 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 how pay is determined, uh, because 
that's the way that employees are going to embrace the information and things like this. But in the meantime, they're, you know, they're talking to their friends at, at Starbucks or they're going on to Glassdoor or, or LinkedIn for the crowdsourced information on, on salary. So we really need to, you know, open things up and, and help frame and shape those conversations to inform those conversations because they're, they're doing it anyway. God bless the millennials. I, I love them, <laughs> but they are killing wage secrecy. So, so we really need to get out not in front of it, but be a part of it, be a part of the conversation uh, as, as employers. As a millennial myself, just, just a millennial, I just fit into that category. I'm, I'm all for transparency, Matt, but uh, I, I guess as part of that, you, you could get uh, information overload almost. So, so how, how do HR pros and leaders contend with that information overload and, and, and ensure that they get the attention of employees and, and convey the information that should be transparent and, and, uh, and maybe closely guard other information? Yeah, so I, I really think that, um, well, I, I mean, this is the nuts and bolts of it in, in, in a tactical way, but um, I think you need to have a hub for all of your HR program information, uh, a one-stop shop, so to speak. So whether that's a clickable PDF or or a web page, you need to have that, that home uh, for all of this information. And then throughout the year, you, you kind of create a year-round conversation curating information uh, uh, but to curate the information yes uh, the year is punctuated by by certain events like open enrollment or the time to enroll in the stock plan or comp um, and performance planning season but you always have that home to go to but that home also needs to be segmented by by needs and style and personal preferences so you need to bring employees into into the the conversation to tell you how they want uh, the information and and then in turn you can create a platform that that creates a certain amount of autonomy and empowerment and and opens up the opportunities for 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 dialogue what are what are some of the ways in which companies can compete in the uh, the, the talent war if they aren't necessarily the the highest payer so you know maybe a company can't give you the the, the the very very top salary but maybe there are other benefits that are that are out there that they, they can offer uh, beyond the company culture or maybe the company culture is the most important thing that give us a bit of a, an overview of, of ways that um, companies who don't have the deepest pockets can can still compete with the bigger guys for sure um, so I think uh, you know employees uh, we're just all let's not say I'm an employee right so so we often as people kind of cherry pick and look at what our and because we're now more open and talking about these things uh, we, we kind of cherry pick uh, what the other people's offerings from what the other people's offerings they have a you know a higher um, reimbursement on prescription drugs the salaries higher over there and, and and things like that but you know I think it really is important to to anchor um, all of the messaging within total rewards and you know we find that you know uh, pay and, and bonus may be a really good way of, of attracting people but it, it you know it, it is those cultural aspects the learning and development the level of autonomy the 
the the potential for growth and and job security and things like this that actually keep uh, people. So it's important to to communicate those non monetary rewards in addition to the monetary rewards. Tell a total rewards uh, story, um, but also to my earlier point to engage people in um, what they want, uh, engage employees in testing and helping to create the the communication to put those things at the fore. So, you know, I mean, there are things like, of course, total reward statements and things like this, and those could be very, very useful, but it's really having a total reward spirit throughout your, uh, throughout your communication. Okay, so I'm I'm hearing there then that you'd say it's terribly important to communicate non-monetary rewards. Is that, is that fair to say? It's it's true that um, it's true with all of the vagaries of the economy and going back to the Great Recession. Hey, you're a young man, maybe you don't remember the Great Recession <laughs> of of 2007, 2008. But my career has been punctuated by by recessionary environments throughout, and and so you know. I think people do want to see the money um, and and uh, to to have a sense that they're they're compensated fairly uh, but really to to engage and, and keep people over the long term to retain them and, and grow them it's so important to talk about um, about the cultural aspects um, you know how how things are done within your organization, the nature of the relationships and the potential for 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 growth and and you know it's not just about the beanbag chair. There's some <laughs> or, or or the or the ping pong table. There are some very meaningful non-monetary aspects. I mean, some of those very meaningful non-monetary aspects are those things that attracted me to Normand and Baudry. So um, it really was about about the people and about the way we do business and about the business model. Um, and how we interact with our clients that, that attracted me. And those are the same types of things that you should be talking to people about uh, within your organizations. Okay. So earlier in this interview, I, uh, I, I briefly mentioned there that uh, Normandy and Baudry have got an event coming up in Toronto on October 10th. It's, uh, it's, it's a meetup style event. It's a breakfast session. Um, so you have to get up bright and early, ladies and gentlemen, to attend, but it's totally going to be worth it. It's being supported by Innovate Work, as I also mentioned earlier. Can you um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about what to expect and and what attendees will learn if if, the, if they come along? Well, first, I want to say thank you to Innovate Work for for your partnership uh, for their partnership on all of this. It's uh, it's very exciting, and enrollments are up, and, and we look forward to fun event it's it's kind of in a meetup format so there's going to be yes it's going to be in the morning but there's going to be time for uh for for networking and we're going to run over the gamut of of total rewards um you're going to to learn about yes uh, every compensation practitioner wants to know what that number is for salary increases you're going to learn what's come from our um from our um research but uh, for the new year, uh, but you're also going to learn about about going above and beyond uh, pay, uh, going above and beyond your your benefits and your pension and things like this, and improving the the employee experience. So yes, we're going to talk about about compensation numbers. We're going to talk about drug risk analysis. We're going to talk about um, uh, about um, retirement savings and things like this. But we're going to 
there's going to be a lot of talk about how do we go above and beyond those plans and programs to, to fully engage and, and serve employees to, to better the employee experience. So, um, I, you know, I think uh, whether you're an HR generalist or a comp practitioner or the, the manager of pension and benefits, uh, you're going to get a lot uh, from this and, and we're going to invite you into NB's uh, total rewards perspective and our commitment to, to improving the uh, employee experience of uh, the organizations we consult to. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, it, it also includes a pretty well-known economist, a chap called Kurt Ryman, who is from BlackRock. So uh, definitely check it out. I'll be there. I'll have my hair brushed. I might even be wearing a suit. <laughs> um, so it's worth going on just to see see that unusual spectacle. Uh, okay, we are we're coming to the end already. Just before we wrap things up, just finally, how can our listeners connect with you and how can they learn more about Norman Dinbaudry? Subscribe to our LinkedIn page. We have a great LinkedIn page with uh, with articles on, on current developments. We try to um, we try to focus on uh, on the trends and new developments without getting caught up in fads. And there are a lot of fads in our space. So that our LinkedIn page is a great place. Uh, also, our website www.normandin uh, dash dot ca is another great way and you can always email me um i don't mind uh, receiving emails uh and my email address is mdpavlich p-a-v-e-l-i-c-h at n-b-a-c dot c-a so those are, those are a bunch of ways uh you can find other buzzers and come to the meetup Absolutely. Come to the meetup. I believe that tickets, which, by the way, are free for uh, senior HR pros and leaders, uh, are, are available until at least the end of this week, as we record it, which is the, the 4th of October, um, but potentially into next week as well. And in fact, I'm, I'm sure if you're absolutely desperate to get a ticket, you could probably contact Matt and he might be able to help you out closer to the tent. But uh, that just leaves me to say for today, Matt, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Oh, thank you, Bill. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and I look forward to meeting you in person on Thursday. As do I, sir. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.